Boom. So, what's going on, everybody? It is uh, Kristen Robinson here. You know, your resident scientist, aka the Blackamist, here with another installment of Everyday Genius. For today's episode, I want to touch on something that is uh, near, not going to say dear, but definitely near to everybody, and I want to talk about COVID, COVID-19. Uh, you know, the thing that has been pretty much ravishing the entire world, excuse me, not ravishing, but ravaging the entire world. And to, you know, help bring some insight into some things and also just give a firsthand perspective, I have a, my homie, my bro, my A1 since day one of undergrad, <laughs> Dr. Kendrick Law. What's good, everybody? <laughs> yeah, we, uh, and Kendrick go way back since uh, our days of, of general chemistry and, and, and organic. Oh, organic was a different beast. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, I had a... <laughs> For those of y'all who don't know about organic chemistry, uh, in an academic sense, organic chemistry is the chemistry like a 10,000-meter uh, race is to a track star. It, it, is, it is just going to wear you out. It, it, it ain't for everybody. <laughs> But it's it's super useful though, you know. It's, you know what a lot of people sleep on is uh, what the term organic means. I'm glad you actually brought that up too, because sometimes I have like this little beef with like society with how we use the word organic. And people are like, oh yeah, it's just so organic and it's so natural, and it tripped me out for years because the way organic chemistry was like beaten to me. Of course, organic means anything carbon based. And it was just really difficult to separate anything carbon based from like something being natural. People are like, oh yeah, it's organic. I'm like, no, it's not. That's inner. Oh, oh, oh man, I'm nerding out right now. This is all bad. So I, I think I'm in a in a good space right now, despite having taken a uh, two semesters of organic chemistry, physical organic, and organometallics. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I think I'm in a good headspace now. You know. Yeah, man. It you know it got super real while we were taking the organic man and, and even shopping at Walmart, and like I legit saw chemical structures, not labels. Yeah, that's a that's that's too much chemistry for me. <laughs> you can you can keep biochem um because all that is is organic chemistry dealing with the body mm. yeah it's too much organic bro yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah we oh uh, maybe, maybe on a different episode we start talking more about like organic chemistry because i promise y'all though uh, organic chemistry is probably the most useful chemistry class you'll end up having to take for those who are going into chemistry and those who just want general knowledge. If you ever just like look something up on, you know, different resources like Khan Academy or, you know, uh, Organic for Dummies or one of those books, because you don't realize how much stuff is like carbon based and it goes way beyond like our bodies being like carbon based, but I'm talking about the wood and trees the butter you spread on your toast, shoot, the bread that you eat, 
Like those are like carbon backbones. I mean, you make steel by, you know, infusing carbon within iron. You talk about, you know, your amino acids and, and hair and, and nails. You know, you talk about like the elasticity of your skin and a lot of it has to deal with like what is attached to carbon. And you would not have related like plastics like nylon, nylon is a plastic by the way, or Teflon like that you cook with in your skillet, which is also another plastic. Like those are carbon based, just like the vinyl gloves that you wear, which is plastic. Just like the alcohol that you drink, that's carbon based, which is the same alcohol that you pump into your gas tank, which is the <laughs> same alcohol that you like clean your hands with that everybody was fighting in the stores for when you know, we had to go on quarantine. Like, that's all carbon-based. And you learn a lot of that in organic chemistry, how to make this stuff, how to mix it with things and make new things. So it's, it's like, super nerded out, but, like, it's super cool. And it's, like, very practical. But enough of that tangent. <laughs> so, <laughs> so COVID-19, right? We all initially started to feel the the effects of COVID-19, what'd you say around, I guess, like February or March 2020? Uh, yes, yeah, I felt March, March, April, because I, I, I vividly remember, uh, to me, I think, like, when it, when stuff really got real was, and when a lot of, when a lot of it got real in the U.S. was when they, like, when the NBA, like, started canceling. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, that was rough. The season essentially got postponed, <laughs> and it was a ripple effect after that, and I think, I think that was April. No, that was March. That was March of last year. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually on a on a trip in Philadelphia at that time, and I remember, like, I remember being on being in the airport, and it was like a ghost town, and there were like fifteen people on the entire flight, and yeah, it was it was a it was a, a crazy experience. Fifteen on a flight? Yeah, on the entire flight, because people yeah, people were like wow. the the yeah the fear was definitely ramping up. Um, at that time, but yeah. there hadn't been any like real, any any real restrictions yet, or any nothing had gotten canceled yet. People were just like, you know, we know there are cases in the U.S. and you know it's here now. So uh, people, you know, some people took that precaution early. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, I, I traveled at that time, and it, yeah, it was a crazy experience. And then, yeah, at, from then on, I was literally in Philadelphia when everything just escalated quickly and like the entire country went on lockdown. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, came back, to, came back to quarantine. Yeah, that's a, uh... no, that, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a lot, actually, when you, when you think about kind of how this happened. And, and I just remember, um, you know, how details kept emerging and details constantly kept evolving and to an extent, they like devolved as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, one day it's like, I was perfectly fine. We're good. We got like one guy with it from you know Seattle, works at Amazon. You know, he went to Brazil. You're like, oh okay, so it's just in Brazil and Seattle. We good. And next thing you know, it's like, yeah, we got like twelve reported cases. And I'm like, yo, why didn't he just stay at home? Why is he talking to people? You know, like kind of like laughing at it, like, okay, you know, we got to take it more seriously. But then you see cases 
pop up more isolated, like across the U.S. And then it's like, hey, this virus uh, is bigger than a cold. This virus is extremely deadly. We also don't know how to stop it. And we don't know what it looks like. And then you see, you know, the reports like go from one case, 12 cases, 300 cases, like 2,000 cases, like 20,000 cases in like a matter of days. NBA shut down, March Madness like was shut down, which really broke my heart because I plan on on busting y'all heads in a bracket this year or or last year rather. (laughs) But um, I'm you know overall I'm I'm in the top spot for for most most points. I I was I was top three until last year. Um, You know they they always break my heart in the worst ways. Uh, Michigan State, you know, home team near and dear. And when I don't want them to do well, which is so hard to not want, they go hard. And then I'm like, cool, Michigan State, I'll take you to the final four. And they're like, I just don't care this year. <laughs> and then they mess up my bracket. And then it's always like a couple of random upsets because uh, I think I was good to like the Elite Eight last year. And I don't know, I think uh, one of y'all cheated or something. That's how you ended up in the top spot or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's pure, uh, pure guesswork. I'm a... mm, mm, you say you cheated off a guess. I'm a great guesser, so uh, oh, I do well okay. in, in, in the brackets. Yeah. Oh well, you know, speaking of uh, being a great guesser, doctor. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, can you give us a little insight to like, you know, make making a, a transition backwards to COVID nineteen, but also like a segue into you know what it looked like for you. Can you give us a, a background of like what a doctor does, like what type of doctor you are and, and you know, just kind of how that works for you on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. So I'll, yeah, I'll start with uh, just going through sort of what I do. Um, so I'm a, I'm in an emergency medicine uh, position and um, yeah. So if you go to the emergency department, the doctor that you see in there, um, that's, that's what I do. Um, our, you know, our job, uh, you know, technically is to, uh, you know, stabilize um, any emergencies. Um, that's, that's, you know, the priority is to stabilize, you know, any unstable patient. Um, and then, you know, secondary things, you know, if we can try to diagnose things, you know, in the emergency department, especially, you know, like simple things um, that we do that. Um, and then another important thing that we, we do is, uh, you know, decide whether, you know, people need to be admitted or, you know, whether, um, they need to be transferred to you know another facility, or if they are okay to you know okay to go home. That's a that's a big part of the the job too. So um, yeah, yeah. So you know, you know, people that have like simple sprains and stuff. Um, that's something that we can you know we can diagnose. Um, I guess sort of rewinding. A big thing that we want to do is rolling out emergencies. That's a that's that that's probably you know, between um, stabilizing any unstable patients and then rolling out emergencies, those are the, you know, basically the pinnacle of, you know, of the job. So, so more or less like uh, me in the ER position is like the, the E or emergency is more or less like a, an umbrella term because you're the person that is, I guess, tasked with 
you know, responding to emergencies, things that are like extremely time sensitive or, uh, you know, highly critical, all at the same time, it's more or less your job to like rule out what is or is an emergency. Like you're, you're the first responders, like first responder at the hospital. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. And so it's a, it, you know, that, that kind of, uh, I think that's, that's, that's something that a lot of people, you know, aren't, aren't aware of. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, urgent cares and you know, uh, emergency departments are like one and the same. Yeah, um, it, you know it's not urgent care actually is made for you know diagnosing and and treating like minor you know like minor things um and then the emergency department is for you know those things that i that i talked about um yeah, okay. which is why you know like somebody coming in that looks like they're having a stroke is is gonna be wheeled right to the back and seen immediately and somebody that stubbed their toe might have to wait for <laughs> for a couple of hours so <laughs> no that's super legit <laughs> I, I mean, if if I just broke ten ribs and uh, you got a hangnail, yeah, we, <laughs> broken ribs first and making sure you don't have a collapsed lung and all that stuff. And you know that hangnail can can wait. Honestly, the hangnail can wait till the next day. That's <laughs> 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 no, I mean, that's not that's 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 fair. And I think uh, it's important, you know, just getting a perspective of. Of like you said, like a good guesser, right? And we were joking about that as it related to, of course, March Madness, but in a sense, it's like you had to use a lot of like on the spot judgment for like a lot of intense situations. And like you really don't have time to waste. Yeah, yeah. And the, yeah, so a lot of a lot of the job and a lot of medicine and period like um, period is uh this is like it's it's probability based. Um, okay. And you know, you're, we're a lot of, there's, that's what, that's what, you know, all of these research and trials and all of that is, is, you know, is it's probability work and, uh, you know, giving the probability that, you know, either some, you know, some factor is causing, um, you know, causing this illness or, you know, the probability that, that a vaccine, um, you know, is, actually, you know, creating a difference and actually, you know, preventing, um, uh, yeah, preventing illnesses. So yeah, it's a lot, it's, it's really a lot of probability work. And, um, like for instance, there's, you know, certain, certain, uh, pieces of, uh, like a, just a, a story that somebody is telling me when I'm, you know, getting about what happened, symptoms that they're having, um, you know, certain things, uh, that they, that people will say, um, or, you know, based off of like vital signs or based off of physical exam, um, certain things that if present increase the likelihood, um, you know, yeah. of, um, and then certain things that if present or if absent, you know, decrease the likelihood. And that's, that's really, you know, how, how a lot of, you know, medicine, medicine works because nothing's, nothing's an exact science and it's, it's really, yeah, it's, it's a lot of, it's like deep, deep probabilities. <laughs> No, 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 years and years. So, okay, no, I'm, um, you know, I'm glad you're speaking on that because, of course, you're talking about probability, and of course, it's, it's easy to think of probability as it relates to like one thing, like what is the likelihood of this being okay, this being, hey, I need to tend to it, and this being life threatening, but. You know, it's a completely different game. We talk about probability with like 
what's okay, what needs to be treated, and what's life threatening with right. a bunch of different things like happening at once. And then if you have like a bunch of things happening at once, um, you know, with a lot of people in the hospital or one person might have multiple things happening at the same time and, and how they like all interact with each other, mm-hmm. you know, like, what do you do? Like, yes, this, this person is bleeding out and is in a lot of pain, but you can't give them, you know, something to alleviate the pain that are like, you know, thin their blood and cause them to bleed out even worse. Or, you know, somebody like me, for instance, like the first, you know, treatment you might try to give me if you see like an infection or something like that, it would be like penicillin, but like I'm allergic to penicillin. So it's like, okay, now what do you do? Do we have something else or what else could interact bad or good or, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely, you know, there's, uh, there's parts of it that are, you know, by, by this point, there's, yeah, there are some aspects of the practice that are uh, uh, pretty standard, um, just because they've been they they're proven to you know to work. Um, and then there's yes. you know, other things that you know that that come down to uh, yeah that are a little more nuanced and just come down to uh, you know the information that you're yeah that you're getting you know in the moment. Um, but yeah, that's you know the standardized stuff does kind of it, it helps with um, speed and takes off you know some of that like that mental load um because yeah, yeah like yeah, like you're saying we are we, we like we have to multitask um like where i'm working like i'm i'm the doctor and every patient that comes in you know in this 18 bed emergency department i i have to i have to see them so <laughs> they're yeah so yeah. making figuring out you know using whatever you know using uh yeah using some of those standardized things or um really that's 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 the whole point of you know residency um, is to you know experience enough um, where you can you, you can you know recognize patterns very quickly okay. um, recognize you know certain disease processes quickly um, and so and, and then yeah being able to make those decisions quickly and you know make the right interventions quickly so um, yeah okay no no and so um, thinking about it too you know, as we like kind of ramp up into, you know, the topics. A, a big thing, uh, you know, at one point in time, like I used to work at a hospital, so I actually worked in the ER. Um, and, you know, a big thing that was being pushed through the hospital was preparation for flu season. And they're like, oh, flu season is coming up. You know, people can get the flu. The flu can turn into you know, pneumonia, or it could, like, exacerbate things with people who have, like, COPD, you got to be careful, we also want you guys to get vaccinated, you know, um, what did a normal flu season look like for you while you were, you know, coming through med school, uh, doing residency, and, and since you've been, like, a physician in a, you know, hospital? That's, yeah, that's weird, because it's just hard, because there's, there's really, I don't know if there's such a thing as a normal flu season because it does, like it does, it does vary year, yeah. year to year. Like I remember, I, I definitely remember like some of the, um, uh, like the more, I guess, yeah, some more severe flu seasons where people were coming in. Because um, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the times when you have the flu, um, yeah. you don't, you know, you don't need to be admitted to the hospital. But there, yeah, there are definitely some years where people were coming in like, like really sick and like we had to, we had to admit. It. 
a lot of people to the hospital for the flu because um, it was yeah it was causing you know or, you know organ damage it, it, it was it was taking a lot longer to uh, organ damage yeah yeah this is the first time i've heard that the flu was caused organ damage people becoming septic from the flu like depending on the strain that year was just severe and i, I remember um this was when i was in philadelphia um uh, but then others are you know fairly fairly mild like i i think my first year you know back in california was flu season was was fairly mild um and yeah there's not you know it's really the main thing about that is you know trying to make sure people get vaccinated because it does just decrease the spread and then also just making sure people you know have, have appropriate hygiene um which hopefully hopefully with you know with COVID, flu season was oh th this year like flu season they didn't exist yeah yeah covid was a devo to the flu yeah yeah the whether yeah whether craig covid or whether like just wearing a mask and social distancing and washing your hands like actually stops the flu which <laughs> is kind of kind of sad that people you weren't yeah. just doing it before <laughs> i mean but, i don't know who would ever thought that washing your hands would uh stop sickness My yeah goodness. yeah that's a novel idea <laughs> Yeah, you, you know, I'm not gonna lie, all these years on on earth, I actually thought uh soap and water was just a lie spread to us by the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh man, one thing you said, oh go ahead. I said they're putting microchips in the soap now. <laughs> <laughs> I had something told me not to use dove anymore. <laughs> no, but uh dove, if you're hearing this. It was just a joke. Yeah, it's all just jokes. Soap companies don't come after us. Right, right. <laughs> I throw that out there real quick. <laughs> oh, but um, you know, you touched on one thing. Like I said, I was really genuinely shocked that uh, they said people were going like through organ failure from the flu. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that you said was like people can go septic. Like, can you describe like what a uh, you know sepsis is or like what going you know septic is like for so people who don't know. Uh, sepsis is uh, literally some type, any type of, uh, basically a, a severe infection leading to organ failure. Okay. So, um, it's yeah. There's like honestly, there's the definition for the the definition for sepsis. There's there hasn't been a great agreement. A lot of people have based it off of um, like based it off of vital signs and lab hmm. studies and all of this, but for yeah for what for septic shock technically is yeah organ damage from some type of infection and that's what you know that's that's something that's severe and that's concerning and um that's people definitely need to be admitted and need to be you know treated treated for that and you know monitored pretty closely at the hospital for that okay no and that's and, and i thank you for uh shedding light on that you know because of course uh well again you know so effortless to you is like I mean, respectfully speaking, it's like super unknown to everyone. And it's almost like watching, you know, these professional athletes, right, that we see on TV all the time. And, you know, we critique and we judge and we, you know, we yell, we get upset, we laugh at and so forth. But it's like, you know, the degree at everything that they have to do at once, a lot of times is so far beyond or above like what we may be used to that, you know, it, it seems like it's a lot less than what it really is. 
and, and you're looking like, hey, this flu could lead to here, and we're just like, oh, you know, just get a box of Kleenex, and it's like, no, it, you know, really could die, or it really could interact with something else. Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, that's, with, yeah, with a lot of things, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's definitely natural, you know, for people to try to, you know, to try to, uh, like, categorize things, and, you, you know, make yeah. things super simple with clear, you know, clear yeah. demarcations, um, but it's, it's like, n- nothing's, is truly like that, so, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a, a, a range, you know, for everything, there's a, yeah, there's a spectrum, you know, of severity for every, for everything, and, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, that's, that's just, yeah, part of what we, we have to tease out. No, that's, a that's extremely real. Okay. No, that, that's cool. So now that, um, you know, we've kind of gone over like what the the flu looks like and, or rather like a, a normal flu season, which in a sense like doesn't exist. Can you talk about the comparisons between what you saw with COVID as opposed to like the flu season or even COVID with like your worst flu season? Yeah. So yeah, the, the, yeah, this COVID, yeah, it was a, a completely, you know, different ball game. Because um, one thing about the flu, um, the flu, like, yeah, you know, the a small subset of people, uh, could, you know, could potentially have like severe illness. Um, and, you know, that organ failure is basically just is caused by, you know, your body not able to, you know, to keep up because um, it's trying to, to fight off a, a virus. You know, you're spending too much energy using too much um, oxygen using too much glucose trying to fight off um, this infection and you know that that the rest of your body is not getting enough and that that leads to organ failure that's that's essentially that's roughly you know how that how that works um but one thing that you know the flu didn't really do was affect affect the lungs um and affect your oxygenation and that's you know that's in all the medicine um like airway breathing circulation that's that's like first three things that, you know, you, you need to make sure are okay in a person, um, you know, before right, you right. think about anything else. And so if, you know, for something to be affecting your breathing, which, um, and essentially, yeah, airway which with COVID, um, yeah. that, you know, that, that already, um, you know, means that, you know, it's, it's a little more severe. Um, and so COVID was, the thing that about COVID um, that cost more people than needed to be admitted was that, you know, people were coming in with the, uh, you know, oxygen saturations, which normally should be, you know, in the, for, for me and you, just, you know, most people, you know, healthy people walking around is in the 90s to 100s. People were coming in that were previously healthy, come in with oxygen saturations in the 60s and 70s. And like, you can't, like, those people have to, have to come in. They need, they need oxygen support. Um, and then if it gets bad enough, you know, they need to, need to have the tube placed down, um, you know, you know, down there, um, down the trachea to help them, help them breathe. And so that, that is, to me, is the biggest difference yeah. because the flu didn't, you know, didn't really do that. The flu doesn't, doesn't do that. It doesn't cause, you know, respiratory distress like that. Um, and so with, with COVID, if you, you know, 
when during the during the bad times when it got bad out here in California, which is sort of latter half of the year and through through uh, through January, um, yeah, you got you have people, you know, like two three people every hour coming in that need need extra oxygen. <laughs> like, it feels, like it fills up quickly because you can't you can't send those people home. Um, then the hospital fills up quickly, and that's that's what leads to that's the, that's the real you know that was the real disaster and that's that's what happened in new york uh, that's what happened in italy um that's that that and that's what what you know that's what the you know, all the health uh basically the health experts were trying to prevent by having people you know quarantine social distance you know locking down right. things right. Pre preventing large gatherings that's that was preventing that, that well trying to prevent that was the, the whole goal but you know <laughs> Fortunately, fortunately, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, after, you know, after they sort of went on another lockdown and with people getting vaccinated, um, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's much better right now. So, um, okay. yeah, it's, yeah, COVID was completely, it was, it, it was way worse than the worst flu season. Whew. Okay. Now, now going off of that, uh, you know, you said one of the, Keywords not to go all like Pee Wee's Playhouse, Pee Wee's Playhouse on you. You know, you said vaccinated, and it's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but <laughs> my voice, just get, get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> you heard, you heard it. Himself. I mean, you heard it from the man himself, y'all. But and, and that's like, you know, brings us to the next thing. Uh, some of the foundational topics, right? Because you know, I, I love foundational information. I believe that, of course, uh, without overusing the word foundation, but it really is the key to understanding a lot of nuanced information mm -hmm. because you, you can hear nuanced information, but you don't really know where it goes or like how to apply it. Or it could seem like so common to you that you really don't know why it's so important or the, the depth that it really has. And um, we need to talk about a virus and, and, and what is a virus. And if y'all go to a dictionary, Especially, uh, you know, the the, the king of, of words, or the, I guess the tandem kingdom of words. I'm a chemist, not a linguistics person, so y'all bear with me trying to struggle with that. But Merriam-Webster, yeah. So they say that a, <laughs> a virus is a disease-causing agent that is too tiny to be seen by the ordinary microscope. Uh, that may be a living organism or may be a very special kind of protein molecule and that can only multiply when inside the cell of an organism. Now, that's important to note when they say it may be living or it may be a special kind of protein because, you know, what I was taught um, in middle school and in high school, especially by classical definition, is that a virus is non-living. Yeah, that's that's still the most yeah, acceptable. That's that's the you know the commonly held theory uh, is that it's not a living. Yeah, and, and you know for me, uh, it was difficult to accept. Again, I I couldn't prove it, you know, at age thirteen. But I'm like, that doesn't make sense because we describe the the behaviors or you know the the causations of like viruses like to be so intricate and so intelligent. And it's like, how could this not have some degree of life? Now, this is not me saying that it does, 
But uh, I think it just goes to show, even with, you know, Webster, Merriam-Webster, you know, they said, or it may be a very special kind of protein because, uh, you know, for people who don't know, like viruses basically are genetic coding, more or less. And they, and correct me if I'm wrong or if I say something off or you need to clean it up. But, you know, when a virus enters the body, it alters your genetic code to some degree. So the uh, way... Oh, yeah, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it alters. It, it, it uses, it uses your cells to reproduce. Um, and so it basically, it, it hijacks, you know, all of, basically the things that are in our cells um, that our cells use to make proteins mm-hmm. um it, it it uses it uses all of those <laughs> those mechanisms I, i'm not going to get into all of the inner workings of a cell that's no i mean you know we can talk about the mighty mitochondria but uh <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it basically uses your cells to reproduce itself um and then you know it, it basically overworks it to the point where the cell you know ends up dying um and you know you have to use your imagination but if you if that happens you know yeah billions of time depending on you know where where in the body that's replicating that can lead to leads to organ damage and and that's how that's that's how people get well that along with your body trying to fight it off is what people um you know see as being sick Uh, okay so um fun word that I, I learned some years ago, apoptosis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, just the, the, the death of cells. But, um, you know, well, that's that's one type, rather. There are, there are tons of types. Well, I shouldn't say tons, but there are mainly three. But, anyway, apoptosis was like a, a fun one that uh, I learned, and I say fun, um, extremely loosely there's nothing fun about the death of cells uh, all cells matter so <laughs> no but um, you know going back to how how viruses work so when we think about exactly a virus basically like hijacking um the super complex machine that is your body right. you know we're now talking about how it is paramount then to stop the hijacking because it's almost as though like your body can't stop the hijacking by itself right yeah and yeah and in some cases uh like you're well in a lot of cases it's it's really like the most devastating effects are you know your body sort of going into overdrive trying its hardest to to fight it off um and in doing so you know creates even more damage to to you Okay. And and I know like um at the beginning of the conversation, right, we were talking about like, you know, bodies overworking and um, you know, getting like drained glucose levels or, you know, basically a lot of people don't know this, or if you, you know, happen to know this, I'm glad you are in the fray. But you know, how much sugar your body uses. And another quick side note for people who don't know this, um, sugars are actually a class of chemicals. So class of organic compounds like fats are. And normally we just say the word fat or we just say the word sugar or we just say the word salt. And we're referring to like a more commonly used, you know, 
um, you know, uh, chemical. I, I try not to use that word because the word chemical has such a unnecessarily negative connotation. But um, yeah, sugars are a, a class. You have, you know, your your glucose and your fructose and your sucrose and you know. Yeah, yeah, and and it's important to uh, understand what those are and their derivatives and how the body uses them to either, you know, create new cells, uh, you know, help you expand the energy, help you save and store energy, you know, and um, going back to how you said, like, again, the virus hijacking, because I want to, you know, drive that point home. Like one thing I've done, before, you know, when I got, I felt myself like get a cold or, you know, times I've had the flu and I just feel like my body drained so severely from like using so much energy. And even I know like the amount of energy that it takes for your body to produce white blood cells, like it's, it's crazy. And you don't think about it because it's like, oh, it's just a penny, right? But let's say like your, your body creating enough energy is like the equivalent of like using a penny as, you know, a form of currency except when you have, you know, in my rock voice, millions and millions of like cells in your body, you know, those pennies start to add up yeah. and that starts to drain you. So one thing, you know, I would do is I would always take, uh, you know, additional protein and I would always take, uh, you know, additional caffeine to just give my body like a boost. Uh, you know, as I knew more, I started taking like creatine to help, you know, provide extra ATP to my cells and, it kind of just like helped me stabilize myself. And I usually would, you know, come on a man like a lot faster. So have you heard of anything like that? Or does any of that sound reasonable or biologically sensible? Um, it's, so I guess one thing is, so there's, yeah, the, you know, definitely, it wouldn't, it definitely wouldn't cause, you know, any, you know, type of, it wouldn't cause any type of, of harm. And I think that that's the most, that's the most important thing. Um, just sort of going into, uh, I guess, yeah, segueing into uh, like talking about more like natural therapies, natural remedies, um, alternatives from, yeah, from like, yeah, I guess. I mean, to a degree, you know, because I, I definitely take, uh, you know, over-the-counter medications or if I ever needed to be prescribed something, I, you know, as a yeah, chemist, yeah, I, I support yeah, it. But I guess from anybody, yeah, from anybody listening, like, it, there's, it, as long as it's not, you know, as long as it's not, you know, causing any, you know, any type of, of harm, there, so I, I'll say this, there hasn't been any, there really hasn't been anything, you know, proven um, to help against, uh, against a lot of the, these viral infections. Um, uh, except for you know, in certain cases, they do have antivirals that are effective. But um, for yeah, for the for the most part, um, it's you know resting and yeah, making sure that, that you're you're staying hydrated and getting yeah, getting enough energy, um, and, you know, eating enough. That's 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 the most most important. Um, there's other yeah, anything else on the side that you you know that you do if it makes you feel better, definitely like, do it. But as long as it's not causing, you know, any, you know, any harm. Yeah, and I'm glad you talked about uh, eating too. Uh, yeah, you know, eating is is such a a huge component of a uh, daily life. Like beyond just I'm hungry, I need to eat. 
I mean, literally what you eat can <laughs> cause things to disappear or cause things to, or, or help further things pop up. And I say that super generally because I'm not like promoting like, yo, just take a spoonful of elderberry syrup and you'll never get sick again in your life. <laughs> and I'm not saying like, hey, if you eat like McDonald's three days a week, like you're going to die. Like there's so much nuance yeah, that's, with all of this. Like, it's definitely all about you know, balance, and that's, like, our bodies are just, uh, you know, are constantly working just to keep things in balance, and so um, if you, you know, do what, I guess, as far as, like, you know, whatever, what, what you're eating or, and consuming, um, basically, if you, the, co- the the closer you can get to, you know, mat- like, intaking what your body actually needs, um, the, like the better you're going to feel because your body's not going to be overcompensating um, in one area um, or you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be deficient of something in, in some area. And those are the things that, you know, cause people to feel bad a lot of times. No, and that's, and that's a, you know, extremely real. There are moments, you know, for a personal reasons, like I've gone on fast and fasts of different kinds where, you know, I've done like no meats or I've, I've been vegan or I've done, you know, what's called the Daniel fast, which is, almost vegan <laughs> you know yeah it, 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 and it gets real um and, and some of it like you know doing a daniel fast that that denial you definitely feel your body adjust and and have to adapt to like the lack of what is receiving meanwhile like when i did a different fast where you know for a month actually i did it this year man for a month i went vegan and you know as much as i love cheese <laughs> that was entirely like a different game especially you know you're talking about like protein sources and you know i no longer am like even if i want to do something light like fish or extra lean you know pork or turkey it's like nah you get these vegetables flavor and you're getting this fiber that come with it but um you know no it's just it's just interesting to think about like what my body felt like having to make adjustments to that so even if I was still trying to hit like the amount of protein that I, I I preferred in a day, it to a degree felt different depending on the protein I got. Like I couldn't just strictly do soy protein. Like it had to be like a blend of like soy or like pea protein. And, you know, sometimes like I might have to get it from like beans and so forth. Like it, it couldn't just be one source. But, um, you know, that's, I mean, I, I'm just thinking about that. Uh, now, now this next thing, of course, is it might be called a natural remedy. I don't know. You know, it's not like I do chemistry or anything. <laughs> However, <laughs> whenever your boy felt a little something come on in, in, in the most Michigan fashion, I, I do the most Michigan thing. I buy all Michigan products. You know, as a native, born and raised, super proud. I go to Little Caesars. I give me a large pizza. <laughs> I go to the store. I give me a two liter of Verner's, the best ginger ale in the world. Michigan product since 1800s. Drink some. And uh, hey man, I kill a two liter Verner's in that hot and ready or if I'm feeling extra fancy, man, I might get a, a three meat treat, you know what I'm saying? A couple dollars more and uh, hey, the next day, your boy felt like Meteor Man. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Robert Townsend. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get Caesars and Verner's Fun to study for that because hey, hey, it seems to it seems to work for a lot of people. So hey, bro, the black people swear by ginger ale for a reason. They do. 
Hey, yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> gotta make that happen. Just we can get some, you know, if it, if it, if they get some evidence behind that, it's a it's a wrap. <laughs> I, I mean, to be quite frank, I, I'm I'm sure we put you know burners or or seagrams or something like on an airplane and just sprinkled it over the world. We we could have world peace in like a matter of minutes. I I don't know what can withstand ginger ale. In global warming too. <laughs> hey, no. Um, so super crazy fact, man. I was reading this. Uh, you know, you just get like lost on the internet, and lo and behold, Tony Stark actually had burners in his his suit, and that's how he. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> no, man. Because next thing you know, I'm about to say, uh, Vishon. I mean, Vision. Was a uh, power by burners. <laughs> he was powered by a power by uh, burners and uh great annihilators. You don't want it on cause on more. Oh man. Whew, all right, bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Hey, so folks might not know he's like being sarcastic right now. And I'm like, oh my goodness, Tony Stark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh no, but like, you know, I, I have noticed uh even like when I'm, you know, feeling sick or whatever though, that even like my desires change, you know, dietary. It's like, yo, I feel like I need more carbs and more fat. Like I'm craving things that are like packed with energy to like help me power through this and uh i feel like you know to a degree that's not just uh what's the word i'm looking for well for lack of a better word i, I don't think that that's like just happenstance granted also like can't prove the mechanisms behind everything um not even on a general sense i also haven't looked into it I do feel like that's, you know, relatively real. You know, even, you know, you, you see it like depicted all the times as, as a joke and, you know, cartoons, anime, or, you know, a lot of fantasy and, you know, somebody is really injured and like, eat up, you know, you need a big appetite to, you know, help promote your healing. And, and I feel like that comes from like a, a legit place. So all the more, you know, you can see the effects of, you know, eating especially eating the right things and, and eating those things and, you know, uh, whatever moderation may be for you, how it may improve, you know, accelerate, you know, growth, you know, the proper things in your body or how it can harm you if you have too much of something. You know, people drink too much and, you know, they get cirrhosis in their liver or, you know, you end up like having your kidney shut down or something. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah, like I was saying, it's 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 that it's it's all a it's all a balanced, you know, balanced game. Um, that's yeah, honestly, that's that's what you know. As you get, you know, if you do take any medications, that's all the medications are doing is trying to, you know, correct some type of imbalance. Um, that's that's just that's that's the goal of medicine, in a sense. So, um, all right, so, uh, and I'm glad you said that. Feel like another. TV Playhouse moment. So, you know, you're talking about uh, correcting imbalances. And so it's, uh, of course, important 
to correct this imbalance that was caused by the virus that is in your body because it's it's foreign and it's doing things that your body's you know not really used to so for those who don't know or don't understand can you kind of give like some uh enlightenment regarding what a vaccine does like the benefits of a vaccine yeah just in general definitely so i think yeah so in order to uh like you know fully you know understand um yeah like understanding what an antigen is and i'm i'm I'm, that's what i'm gonna break down and that is is that very important so an antigen is any you know is any type of uh basically you know small piece of uh any foreign um yeah foreign like object so um, usually like a sometimes it's a small piece of a molecule a lot of times it's a protein so whether it's a you know a bacteria um you know whether it's a virus, whether, you know, it's something, you know, something else that you, you know, in, ingested, um, it's an antigen is a, a small, small piece that is recognizable that your, you know, your body can recognize. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so the way um, vaccines work um, by, there, there's a lot of different types of vaccines, um, but they all are, do the same thing. And that's, um, essentially, is prime your body to recognize that antigen um, to whatever you know, whatever you're trying to fight against. Um, so it primes your body, so you, so your body, you know, recognizes it um, and can build an immune response before you get sick. And so, so in the future, if you ever do come across, you know, the virus or bacteria, you know, your body's like, oh, I've seen this before. I, <laughs> I got I got the need already. Like I've been I've been through this situation before, and yeah, it can take it can handle it. Okay, okay. Now, as it relates to COVID, because of course you know you already said it. Like, hey, it's the PSA, get vaccinated. Now, a lot of people may be wondering, um, including myself, you know, what is the point in two rounds of the vaccination, and I'll say this from my standpoint, um, I'm watchful of things because I know how some things work within, you know, medicine, FDA guidelines and so forth. You know, like a lot of my background dealt with cancer studies and diagnostics and therapeutics and, you know, the average time for any new drug, any new medication or whatnot to hit the market in the U.S. through FDA is like 10 to 15 years. And so, you know, you got people like, who don't know this stuff and they see reports like, yeah, we came up like with this vaccine in two days and we're going to get it out to y'all next month. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) slow down now. Like you, yeah, you skipped a lot of years and you know, real concerns. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, most of that is, is coming from uh, basically a poorly informed, you know, media, you know, (laughs) widespreading, you know, more poorly informed information. Um, and because, uh, uh, you know, yeah, it, it, it takes a long time to develop, um, you know, vaccines. And for these mRNA, yeah, these mRNA vaccines, which were the newer ones like the Pfizer and Moderna, um, a lot of people don't understand that, like, 
the, the technology of using mRNA, you know, to create the vaccine has been, people have been working on this behind the scenes in their PhD programs for a decade. And people just don't understand that. And so it, it, in reality, the, the vaccine, you know, has been being developed for a decade. Um, the application to COVID, yeah, that's that applying it yeah. to COVID is what was fast tracked. Um, right on. Okay. The the actual like you know mechan like developing that mechanism. That's people have been studying that for a long time now. Okay. No, and and of course, uh, for for me that that makes a ton of sense, right? Um, and again, you know, for people who may not understand. Again, a lot of these things uh, deal with what we call like frameworks, and, and there are certain frameworks that can be, you know, generalized or, or as we call it, tunable. You know, like we work with tunable nanoparticles, and you basically can take these nanoparticles if you wanted, and you can use them to clean groundwater. <laughs> you can use them to filter blood. You can use them to kill cancer. The the nanoparticle is the foundation. You know, and this again talking about my particular research you know, that I perform. And then that's basically what he's saying is like the same thing with the mRNA. So being able to use that in the form of a vaccine, he's now saying like the framework for using mRNA this way had been, you know, developed over the course of years and they could apply it to COVID just like it could be applied to other things. However, what was the most pressing need within this last year was COVID. Okay, so... And the whole like yeah basically like the world like <laughs> banded together and we're like yeah we need to <laughs> we need to we need to come up with this vaccine so we can you know stop people from dying hey that's you know that's 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 a uh, legit um you know just hearing accounts from people for instance who stayed in places like new york um you know like i know somebody from new york and they're like it, it was it was very serious like you know so many people were dying and I say like sometimes you would see like the bodies in the street and they would have to have like people come through, you know, various times of uh, the night to basically remove like the the bodies that had been there. And it was an extremely dire situation, which of course required them shutting the city down, keeping the streets clean, limiting contact. And, you know, to the degree of, of how much is that, you know, valid, I can't say I wasn't there. Um, I'm not gonna say like I doubt it, you know, because there are a ton of things that we don't see that that take place all the time, you know, whether it be a uh, passerbys or, or even, you know, for instance, like the homeless population, you know, you're talking about people who are extremely mobile, you know, whether they might be at a corner here or, you know, a highway exit ramp there. And just the amount of like, you talk about contact tracing, you know, these are people who are essentially or effectively like not well accounted for. And, 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 you know, just how they're affected because they're, they're out here in the same places we are and, and just, you know, monitoring them, their health, their safety, what we can, you know, promote to them people who like have homes or relative levels of stability or, you know, what they can, you know, pass on to us and, and just how that affects, again, really congregated or congested cities like New York, you know, or you think about some of these cities in, you know, Brazil, like, you know, your Sao Paulo's and, and how they were ravaged, or you think about large cities in China, like Shanghai and Beijing, and you're talking about 
twenties a million in the city. Yeah. Los Angeles. And, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, Los Angeles, uh the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex and ooh, Houston, um metro area. I mean, you're talking about a lot going on at one time with a lot of unknowns that that definitely need to be uh you know quelled and contained. So, you know, for the next thing, you know, just bring a point of clarity, because of course, you know, we have like a lot of different uh, vaccinations that, not, well, not vaccinations rather, but a lot of different companies who have their own variant. So, you know, you have a uh, Pfizer, mm-hmm. uh, the Pfizer and Biotech, and yeah, then uh, yeah, Pfizer, yeah, and Biotech, um, then Moderna. I guess yeah. As far as the uh, FDA approved ones right now, it's Pfizer, um, Biotech. Moderna is another one. Um, both Pfizer and Moderna are mRNA vaccines. Um, and then Johnson & Johnson was the most recent. Um, and they, um, it's a, it, theirs is um, different. It's more of a, like more like a traditional um, vaccine where it's in, um, in, 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 in act, they use an inactive virus as a vector. Um, okay. So would it be classified as live virus? No, no, no. Okay, it's 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 a hundred percent inactive. They they took out the part that'll make you sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, that's 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 valid. Um, and and that's important to know too because you know as we think about these things, you know, Pfizer and uh biotech, that's a two dose. You know, Moderna, that's a two dose. Johnson and Johnson, you know, when they came out with their information, like, you know, in America, they're like, no, ours is a one dose, and it's at acceptable, you know, levels of protection for COVID. So, so what's the difference, you know, that you potentially like learned about regarding uh one dose versus two doses oh, with so, people who uh, didn't have COVID? Yeah, I forgot to I actually forgot to answer that. You did mention that earlier. Um, so it 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 really comes down to. Uh, so, so to titers, and so going back, um, remember when I, when I was saying that um, the you know the reason why you um, get the vaccine um, is to you know introduce this antigen so your body can recognize um, recognize the actual um, virus or bacteria or whatever in the future, so yeah. it can it can fight against that. Um, and so the you know you produce um, your own you know. Uh, antibodies um, that that recognize these antigens um, and titers are the, your, the levels essentially of those antibodies um, okay. and so that's that's the reason for the the two doses um, for the other one is to they, they were looking at you know people's titers and how uh, yeah making sure that they had a, an adequate amount of titers and you do you do there definitely is a response after the first one but in order to get to that you know, 95% efficacy that they're, um, uh, you know, that they're, you know, that they're claiming, um, you need to get that second one to get their tires to that, to that level. Um, and so, uh, when with the Johnson and Johnson one, um, there, I forgot the percentage, it's not, it, it's not as, um, effective, but the one dose definitely, um, is a, you know, that's a big, a big factor because, you know, there's there's so much that can happen between 
the the two doses um and people can be you know lost to follow up that they you know they might not get that second dose so right um, for people that are you know relatively healthy um who are probably at low risk of having a serious covid infection to begin with i think yeah, yeah. i think johnson and johnson is perfect you know for those people um but for anybody that has any like you know medical problems i i, I personally would recommend getting the uh, pfizer and the Moderna vaccine Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, one thing that you mentioned that I think is, is really important too is we were talking about like the, the efficacy rates, right? And I was doing some research, you know, with how effective or the efficacy rates, you know, concerning like protection or as you, you said, titers um, between Pfizer and Biotech or Pfizer BioNTech and Moderna and Johnson & Johnson. And one of the bigger things was that their testing procedures are the reason why they had different efficacy rates. And that effectively when Pfizer and BioNTech came out with their vaccine, they, did not they didn't test as many parameters um, you know, within people concerning the, the vaccine. There was like a lot of in in the I believe it's like in vitro testing and Johnson and Johnson, however, you know, coming months down the line also offers protection against like, you know, three strains that Pfizer's doesn't guaranteed offer protection against. So it's not to say that like Pfizer doesn't, but they don't know. And Johnson and Johnson is like, yeah, we have lower numbers because we guarantee we tested against more. And this is why you see a difference but we're just as effective. So, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's hard. yeah, I guess it's, there's no way to say, yeah, they're just as effective, but it, it, I guess, yeah, it's, it, it is an all numbers, you know, numbers thing. Um, but yeah, you know, I think overall, like the most, what, what yeah, what Pfizer and Moderna, uh, what they were, you know, looking for was basically making sure that people weren't going to have any severe illness and 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 not die from it. And which, in reality, is the you know the most important thing because um, if you if you can eliminate people dying and being severely ill, then that 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 basically turns turns the virus into um, like a, a flu at that point, a flu or a common cold because you. You're having those mild. You're getting mild symptoms um, that are gonna last, but then you know, then they'll go away. You'll still be, you know, you'll live to, you know, tell the tale after it, um, and you won't have any serious, you know, you know, serious, uh, uh, like, yeah, uh, damage from, yeah, from the virus. And that's that's the whole point of, uh, you know, of the vaccine. Um, I don't know if, yeah, not I don't, none of the vaccines. They still don't know whether any of them can prevent, actually prevent spread. Um, it, you know, you would assume so, because the right. the more symptomatic people are, the less, you know, the less ability they have to spread it. So it would, you know, you would, I would assume so, but you can't, they can't prove that. No, no, that's, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, as you discuss it. Okay. Um, 
So yeah, like touching on again, like efficacy rates and, and so forth, right? And we, we're talking about these different variants, or I should say variants, like the different vaccines. So one concern, like you know, I had was, yeah, Johnson and Johnson is like we guarantee protect against these variants. And Pfizer is like, well, we haven't tested, but we're sure. And, you know, Moderna's like, hey, we haven't tested either, but like, we're, we're sure this works. And of course, you know, the general public is like, hey, you know, I trust this one because they tested variants that, you know, the other vaccine hasn't. Um, like, can, can you describe like how that works? Is, is that like a valid, you know, uh, thought process or, or, or why can Pfizer and Moderna still, you know, push their vaccine as, as much as they are, despite saying that, you know, we didn't do some of the testing that Johnson & Johnson did. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, it all goes back to uh, sort of like the, you know, the antigen, um, you know, talking about the antigens, which are the pieces of the, you know, the virus that um, your body recognizes to, to build an immune response. Um, and um, essentially what, what Pfizer and Moderna you know, are saying are that um, the antigens that our vaccines um, you know, are producing, the ones that are, we're creating you know, your immune response around, um, those antigens are still, still present on these new variants. Um, and so you know, in theory, you know, as, as long as that antigen is there, your body will recognize it as as a foreign virus that it needs to get rid of. And so you, you are protected against that. Okay. And so, you know, again, that's, that's the reason um, why we could say that effectively you can take either of these vaccines and you should, should be protected. Right. So for the most part, we're saying like, you know, the, the backbone of most of these viruses are, are relatively similar though, you know, the, the makeup, the outlook like, might be different, you know, but at the end of the day, at its core, it's still going to be affected by this treatment. Right. And I, I, I actually have to look, because, um, like, honestly, if, if I just see what Johnson & Johnson, like, which, what antigen they use, um, because the, okay. the way their vaccine work is they use an inactive, you know, virus to, to, and a, like a manipulated inactive virus to, you know, to uh, insert, um, uh, basically to insert instructions to create um, this, to create an antigen. And so if they, if the end result is the same antigen between all of them and, and Johnson and Johnson is saying that they protected against all these other variants. And that would, that would mean that, you know, Moderna and, also protect against the same variant. So. Okay. No, so yeah, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure what, uh, yeah, what what antigens they use. No, no, no. That's a that's that's super legit. That's something I probably have to you know look more into myself. Um, and again, you know, I feel like it's it's important, you know, to to have an understanding of how some of this stuff works. Again, you know, we we have a Facebook University. You know, and, and Facebook University is notorious for a tweet <laughs> getting screenshot, made into a meme, 
that lives in infamy and is spread across, you know, Al Gore's internet with uh, absolutely ridiculous claims that we can like, you know, not dispel for a number of reasons. Yeah, stuff spreads. It's a worldwide in 15 minutes. <laughs> and, you know, that's the hardest thing to, you know, be able to uh, dispel all together is just like a bunch of people believing a bunch of things where it's like, okay, some of this is true, some of this isn't, some of this is like misguided, you know, some of this is uh, all together just backwards. <laughs> and the problem is, is it's reached entirely too many people way too fast. And, you know, how do you get people to no longer have these fears or these levels of misinformation, you know, regarding some of this, uh, you know, I guess like regarding, you know, some of the lies told about like the science and so forth. Yeah, that's, man, that's, it's hard. Like, uh, yeah, I'm wondering, like, I, I, you know, I, I can't blame, can't blame people for, you know, I can't blame them for receiving wrong information. Like, it's not, that's not on them. Right, right. Um, but uh, uh, I guess a big pet peeve of mine is, you know, after the fact, you know, if you have, you know, heard some wrong information, um, if, yeah. if, if someone, you know, that, <laughs> that, you know, that isn't, you know, an expert in that field or, or has, you know, more knowledge, you know, in that field comes and corrects that information, you know, people, yeah. people being reluctant to listen to that is when that, that's, that becomes a, a pet peeve. And that's, that's when, you know, a little more uh, accountability needs to be placed on, on, you know, individual, on, on individual people. Um, no, that's, that's a super valid, you know, and one of the things that uh, I constantly think about and, you know, one of the, <laughs> Oh man, this this video kind of like turned the Facebook University game up like a few notches. But I, I personally got gripes with what the health because when what the health dropped, I'm like, all right, there is like some factual stuff in here. There's also some stuff that is like undoubtedly propaganda. That's, yeah, and that's the, and, that's the most that's that's honestly the most dangerous are the ones that contain half truths because you know I. You, you can't expect you can't expect you know somebody that doesn't have it you know baseline knowledge about it to be able to tease out well, you know what's what's fact and what's fiction um, right and i and i think you know the, the the most difficult aspect of like trying to phase out fact versus fiction you know versus uh educated opinion versus just you know I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night and yeah. share my, you know, my thoughts. And the difficulty comes to like, who's most famous? Yeah, who's, yeah. you know, and, who's yeah. holding the most notoriety? And it's yeah. like, ah, I got a voice, and people are like, well, it's got to be true. And it's like, well, it's not how science works. All the Facebook professors who did their research. I'm, I'm making air quotes right now because research is not. Reading articles on Facebook, research isn't, you know, a, like a couple panels on Instagram that you're scrolling through. <laughs> research isn't, a, you know, a podcast from from somebody 
that you well that you know or went to high school with. <laughs> like yeah. if, you, if you said you did research, I'm, I'm I personally am expecting you know that you that you have looked at the at the you know the studies or um, it's coming from some type of you know medical journal or textbook or something. <laughs> and, and and that's the thing is like a, a lot of people wouldn't know you yeah. know what a, what an impact factor is <laughs> and why that's important. You know, when you talk about like disseminating information or, you know, when we talk about things that might be shared, you know, amongst uh, groups at, at national conferences, you know, cutting edge research. It's not to say that that's like the end all be all, right. but it's a reason why this stuff is, exists, is heralded and, you know, attended to by a lot of professionals, top professionals at that, as well as like budding professionals, because it's like no knock on clubhouse, but it's like, you can't just like make a clubhouse and then yeah, like yeah, that, make word as law. Right. Yeah. And, and it's not to say that like people like us, you know, don't make mistakes. Like nobody is infallible. Yeah. But I, I think that that also, you know, I think that's another reason why there is so much more misinformation because the people, you know, you know the people that are in like involved you know, mm-hmm. in the science, you know, and, and, or, or that are doing the research are careful about putting out wrong information. And we make sure that we have a lot of evidence to back up things before we open, you know, open our mouths and before we put any information out there. When on the opposite side, <laughs> it, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> They'll say it if they, you know, they heard it five minutes ago. If they, if it, if it sits with them, they'll they'll speak on it like um, it's back. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a dude uh, try to tell me cold fusion was real, and I was like, oh, how does that work out? You know, it's like, where did you learn this from? No one. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, it's like, oh no, I saw it in the status. Like that that doesn't make it true. Bro, it had a thousand shares. Uh, that's you know you you basically talking about yeah. making heat when it's cold from cold stuff. Like I rub two ice cubes together and I make fire. That that's that's cold fusion. Is that gonna happen? Facebook said it's true, so no, yeah. we gotta believe it now. Battle. Yeah, and and you know, but. Uh, cynicism aside, you know, I, I do feel like that is one of the bigger struggles too. As we talk about something, again, that really is as sensitive as a topic as this. You know, people have lost friends and family members, coworkers, classmates, you know, uh, acquaintances and the like. And you know, we've seen like celebrities. You know, people, you know, eighteen, nineteen, and twenty, just as much as they have been, you know, ninety, ninety-five, and a hundred have all been affected by COVID. And I think, you know, one of the most difficult aspects with like disseminating information, proper information, um, valid information too, is again, like having that voice, you know, being in an arena where there might be, you know, half troops. So again, you do have something like a, a, a what the hell. And it's not that some of the science isn't like legit, but it's mixed with propaganda. And when people feel like, you know, there's been wool pulled over the eyes, it's kind of like everybody is affected or 
you know, I think uh, there's a, a level of hypersensitivity within culture as well now for mistakes. And, you know, people are like extremely show, uh, extremely slow to show grace to people. And they're uh, almost non-existent with like trying to find out the facts through like proper channels. So if you make a mistake, you know, that's your reputation, that's your notoriety, that's your word, like it's it's done. And it's kind of hard to get people to say like, hey, I might have messed up on this fact here. The rest of this is valid, right? And to a lot of folks, they're like, uh, I don't care. Like, you, you made a mistake here. And it's like, well, you know, would you complain if you got an exam back and your score was like a 95? So it's like, does that 5% mean that, like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about? Right. That, like, I, I missed. And it's like, well, no, you got an A. And it's like, that's how a lot of this works, though. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a discovery process because, you know, even I know it's it's been, well, I say I know it's been, but the, the most I can say is like ridiculous, but I can't really imagine, you know, the degree of uh, adaptation you've had to undergo with dealing with a worldwide pandemic and information is like updated yeah. on the fly. Yeah, that was, that was, another, yeah, that was another yeah, crazy thing over the last year. Um, from when it started like we were you know literally there were forums of like emergency physicians from around the world like online facebook groups um there were you know em physicians putting out podcasts um weekly well daily to you know just sit because because it was a new new virus there you know no known treatment for it no known therapies for it um and literally people from around the world just brainstorming, you know, seeing what worked um, and things changed week to week. I was getting so many emails from um, like hospital administration. Um, we had so many, you know, Zoom meetings, um, like restructuring how we should be treating these these people, um, like what to do because there wasn't, you know, for the first time like in living like in, in our lifetime, you know, there was something that had not been seen before and there was no um, yeah, precedent had been set for it. There wasn't anything. By doing their best to. I'm sorry. Uh, could you repeat that last part after anything? Uh, there, there's an interruption with uh, the broadcast. I apologize. You saying for the first time, like in our lifetime. Um, oh, for the first time in our lifetime. Yeah, there was a like a new, you know, a new virus, um, basically a new illness that there was no precedent for. So. Yeah. There was, you know, it, it had never been seen before. There's no, yeah, no vaccine for it, no antiviral for it. We don't know, you know, what the, um, you know, the best way to do something was because, you know, nobody's ever had to do it before. And so yeah, having to, yeah, just figuring it out on the fly, um, it really was, a, you know, trial and error for, well, it still, it still is trial and error, honestly. Uh, to be honest, because we don't, there hasn't been an, one year is not enough time to, you know, understand the any inner workings of a virus. Like, <laughs> so. right, right. <laughs> you know, and and uh, you know, I've joked about it, but I know like a concern is, you know, people don't want to be in that very small group that uh, you know, like days where you just stay up super late. <laughs> you know, like two, three in the morning, the commercial comes in. Have you or a loved one taken this medication, also known by one of these names? You know, call now. We have a class action lawsuit. You know, and then you hear like all the, 
<laughs> you know, side effects. And I'm like, have you turned into a vampire in Brooklyn? Have you lost an eyeball? You know, has your arm fallen off? Are you missing a leg? And it's like, whoa. <laughs> like, don't nobody want to be, you know, like part of that. But it's also like saying, hey, like, you have to understand, like, we're all in this together at the same time. And, you know, us being, quote unquote, considered experts or field experts, subject experts, you know, whatever, doesn't mean like we're the end all be all. You know, however, it does mean like you have to be able to to be open to take this information and understand like what we're giving you and like we're learning on the fly. However, the adjustments we can make on the fly might be much quicker than the adjustments you may be able to make because, you know, as we mentioned earlier, there's a foundation in the information that we have. So it's easier to digest whatever nuance comes into play, you know. Yeah, that, yeah that, that, that nuance. Full circle back to the <laughs> to the biochem, biology, chemistry. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it matters because there are things that I know you don't know to the degrees that I do about chemistry and in the inner workings of how things might you know affect the body based on what this chemical is. You know, we talk about a material safety data sheet. Like I remember, uh, you know, it was really funny when I was, like I said, I was working in the ER and an incident happened where, you know, it, it hit the news. It was really big. And they're like, hey, you know, students at a, a chemistry lab spilled a chemical on them. And, you know, I'm already triggered when I hear the word chemical because I'm like, you know, water's a chemical. So, like, you're not scared of water, <laughs> right? But that's the thing. So people hear chemical, they're thinking the worst. They already don't know, quote, unquote, what chemicals are. And then they're like, oh, you know, they they spilled uh, something on them, you know, that that could really be harmful. And I'm like, all these generalities. And the hospital, you know, they don't know what to expect. You got people coming out in hazmat suits. And it's like, they're preparing for the worst. And lo and behold, it's benzene. Now, granted, not, not benzene, excuse me, benzene is actually legit, like a, a beast in its own right. It was hexane, excuse me. Hexane is, is, is not as dangerous as benzene. They look similar. Benzene is like a hexane on performance enhancing drugs with, with the infinity zones compared to hexane. <laughs> but what, what makes that important to know is, you know, I'm sitting here like, oh, hexane easily dissolves in ethanol. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, okay, like, you know, you're talking over my head. I'm like, look, you don't know what this chemical is. You spill it on you. I do. Take some hand sanitizer, rub it on your arm. I guarantee you'll be okay. Now, while it might not be quote unquote the most professional or the most like super technical thing to do, my knowledge of chemistry has me like, hey, that's honestly all you need to do and it's okay. It is all dissolved. It is rendered ineffective and you're good. And you having your knowledge of organic chemistry, you're like, okay, while there are other things like we'll have to do procedurally, I can trust it. That makes sense based on what I know, based on what I understand. Vice versa goes. There are things where you are running laps and laps and laps around me in regarding medicine and, you know, uh, what is it, ADME or AMDE regarding like medication and how it like affects the body or absorption and digestion, uh, metabolism and excretion and, and everything else. At the same token, there's enough I know about chemistry that when you talk about how some of these medications may work or, or things that you don't have to digest, like certain vaccines, 
I can adjust with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the importance of like the public understanding, like there exists, you know, a nuanced, specialized and targeted education for a reason. And, you know, we are in a sense torchbearers where we have to like take all of this information and make it into, you know, easily understandable forms for the public. So you don't become scared. So you don't panic. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that, that honestly is a big part of like why med school is so long and, you know, and grueling um, is because like the, the whole purpose of it is to have, you know, literally first year we start, you know, with the, you know, with the basics of like anatomy, physiology, learning all of the, those building blocks, building on top of the biology and chemistry that we learned in undergrad. Um, and then, you know, building that all the way up leading to patient care um, yeah. uh, with, you no, know, but, but the emphasis of all of that is so that we can continue to, you know, to understand when, you know, when, you know, people that are doing the, you know, the hard science, um, you know, the bench laboratory work, doing all of these clinical trials and, you know, and things and new materials and stuff coming out that we can, you know, we can read it, you know, comprehend it, um, and then, you know, apply it. Um, but well, one, like, decide whether or not, you know, this is something that, that we should apply to patient care. Um, and then, you know, if we do, like, to, to do it and, and turn it into, make it, make it like a common, common practice going forward. Yeah, and, and you know, that's a, I think that's a really important aspect of, of people to know. You know, I think, again, you hear things like college, you hear things like med school, and it is so super generalized, or, or it's almost like it, it doesn't really like hold weight to you anymore. You don't really understand, like, again, just how important a lot of this stuff is and, and the depth that it holds. So, you know, with that, one thing I was curious on too is like, what did you undergo in, in you know, our times of like undergrad together, right? Or or even, you know, past that in, in med school that helped prepare you for these moments, you know, quote unquote real world or, you know, no longer like, I guess proctor, you know, mm-hmm. you know, in, in this environment is like really unpredictable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's um, happening now. I- like honestly, I think that that's just a just accumulation of of life experience. Life experience, um, like a lot of it, like being able to think on the fly. I can, uh, like, I, I I attribute a lot of it to like playing sports, where like I had to make, you know, making quick decisions, um, and then just you know certain different leadership experiences help with you know guiding a team, leading a team in the emergency department. Um, and then obviously, you know, med school rotations and residency are like hands-on with patient care. And that's where, you know, those skills were, were cultivated. And so it's, yeah, it, it, like literally, yeah, this working through the pandemic was, you know, <laughs> I, I just, you know, used, used what I've, I've experienced over my lifetime this, this far. And that, yeah, yeah that got got me through and I, I feel like that's you know for for most people it's probably probably that way um there's definitely a um you know a, a personality 
type um, with emergency medicine physicians. Um, and so I, you know, I feel like, yeah, uh, a lot of us, we, you know, we knew something like this could potentially happen. Um, and so, yeah, we, you know, less, less phased by it um, than, you know, you know, than some other, other specialties um, would be. No, I mean, that, that, that makes, that makes sense. Um, you know, like I said, having also like worked in, in the ER, I noticed there was a general level of like, yeah, like people weren't really phased by like a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, it it was almost, to a degree, it was almost like scary, <laughs> you know, like, but it's also like practical and functional. Um, I don't want to say like numb, but you really have to like take a lot of stuff with like a grain of salt. Like, you know, I remember I had to like go talk to a patient concerning, you know, medications and, you know, get some like information updated for the record. And uh, <laughs> the nurses let me walk in and I'm just like, you know, ma'am, ma'am, you know, ma'am, you know, hey, you know, Kristen, I'm, I'm here so and so, like trying to do such and such, ma'am. And then, you know, just from outside, you hear somebody's like, no, she's dead. Yeah. It's like, oh, this, this is <laughs> a jacked up joke, but like, you know, as dark of a joke as it is in the sense of like, that's the degree of like, you deal with it so much where like, I was kind of taken aback, like, oh, I'm sitting here trying to have a conversation with a dead body. And, you know, it's like kind of one of those like, you know, freshman level pranks that you play on people is like, this is what we go through, though. These are the type of things that like, you can't allow to break you down because as soon as that happened, we got another patient coming in, you got to be ready to perform, you got to have like, your head in the game, you have to be able to make, you know, decisions that could affect somebody. Yeah, like, yeah, very positively like, or very negatively on the fly. Like, yeah, no, there's, there's been, there's been plenty of times where, you know, I've had to, you know, somebody came in, cardiac arrest, they died. I had to go to talk to the family, let them know their loved one died. And then, you know, meanwhile, in between all of this, there might be a baby that came in that spit up one time that the parents concerned about going to another room where somebody's angry at you for not, not being there when they wanted you there because you were dealing with somebody dying, but they, you know, they think they're the most important person in the world. And yeah. having a, you know, dealing with all of that, still trying to, uh, yeah, trying to do the best for, you know, for each person yeah, you, you do have to, you have to, you do have to just let a lot of things, you know, a lot of things yeah. uh, take some things with a grain of salt and keep it keep it pushing because like like I said, like <laughs> when I'm man, when I'm at work like I'm I'm the only one like if I <laughs> if I shut down and you know the, the whole department shuts down and that's that's no yeah it's terrible so <laughs> I, I knew uh people in emergency were a different breed when uh <laughs> like the main area where like nurses physicians and everybody are like. They're like, yo, they come grab a slice of pizza. I'm like, damn, you know what's going on seven feet away? You, <laughs> you see cars rolling by and they're just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, y'all built different. I have stories for days, but that's, that's, for, a, that's for a different. I'm with you 100% because, uh, <laughs> yes, you know, I have stories too. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> Oh y'all, y'all legit eating like a, a cob salad <laughs> right now. Like 
Yeah, you you a completely different breed because of what I'm smelling from this room over there. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause buddy, buddy leaking, and you just like past the ranch, like. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, I commend y'all because I said yeah, y'all y'all completely different breed, but uh, <laughs> see your face right now when I say that's just funny. <laughs> no, like, like I, I, I do personally. Like, there's sometimes where I, <laughs> like, I sit back and I think about like, like some of the things that yeah that I've seen, and I'm like, that's it's not normal. Oh, <laughs> 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 like, yo, we we legit just saw all this stuff. It was like, yo, I'm about to go eat a meatball sub. You coming? Yeah, yeah. So. Fortunately, no, yeah, fortunately, like you, this is something that, that you, yeah, you, you figure out, you know, during med school. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I realized that I, I was able to, you know, I was able to compartmentalize and not, you know, not go crazy or, <laughs> and not like, not be able to, yeah, still like just be able to function. Um, I could, I could, I could do that. And so, um, yeah, this, this, it's definitely a necessity. <laughs> No, that's that's a that's super legit though. That that is extremely legit. And again, like these are things like you know people have to to understand about like why there is a certain disposition or you know what really for you is like considered a level of poise. Or you know sometimes there's like a lack of expression, and for you is like it's not that you don't want to express or you don't empathize as much as like you know, you're concentrating on, on other factors that, like, are important right now. Yeah. And, you know, people really have to understand, uh, it's a statement I was introduced to in 2008. Um, but I never forgot it because it applies in so many different sectors where they say, like, there's a method to the madness. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, it, it looks so crazy to you. And it's like, there's a, there's, like, a reason why all of this is happening, how it happens. And if you don't understand, like, the foundations of it or why it has to occur this way you wouldn't understand like why it ended up this way or, or why it matters why it's important why it's even effective and uh you know I, yeah i think people just need to you know have like a better understanding of like the, the inside workings you know like stuff that you do because even as a emergency physician like your job is going to experience vastly different things than somebody who might you know being like a, a different ward or a different unit or a different floor. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you do not have any similar experience anywhere else, except for maybe if you're a, a trauma surgeons, probably are the, no, no, no. I, I even say that not, not even them because they, they kind of know, you know, a lot of the times when they're getting called, it's going to be, you know, it's like some severe, some severe injury. We, like they don't have to deal with all of the like the the minor things that yeah. we deal with in between all of that. Yeah. Whew. Hey, brother. Uh, you, you know I'm always in your corner, and I I 100 percent applaud you because uh, you know prior to COVID, even still, you have an important position, and you know all the more reason with COVID, uh, you have an important position. You know because again, you you're talking about a worldwide pandemic with constantly developing information and, and you getting stuff on the fly yeah. and people are getting stuff on the fly. And, you know, while 
you process and it can explain, you know, part A, they've been told about part C, D, and E, and you're like, yo, I'm still processing an effective treatment for like A and B right now. I want to explain to you C, D, and E, but like also don't want to say the wrong thing. And I also still have to treat everybody for all of these things at the same time. And you're, you're like this supreme balancing act. And man, it's, it's nothing short of like amazing. And, and, and honestly, not even sound like corny, like heroic. Cause like, it really matters. Multitaskers. That's a... <laughs> man, yes. That's, that's, that's real. Oh, no, no, no problem, bro. I, you know, I had to hold myself back from, uh, cracking jokes between, like, you have the confidence of, uh, you know, a spades player holding the big joker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, but that's, a, uh, you know, that's real. Like I said, and, and you know, particularly in, in this episode, um, you know, I wanted, like I said, to have more of an inside look at, like, COVID-19, um, not, not a super, super deep analysis, you know, Nat Geo <laughs> discovery documentary, but like a candid conversation, somebody who's on the front lines, you know, we can touch on, you know, like, what is a virus? Like, how does some of this stuff work? Why does this matter? You know, understanding the differences between, you know, like strains and, and the similarities really, and, and, and how medicine really can affect you, like positively, knowing that they're, um, <laughs> regardless of whether people believe this or not, unfortunately, like microchips in a purely liquid vaccine or that uh, my ultra-fast 5G cell phone is, is not causing your lungs to collapse. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, those are things, like, yeah, I, I want people to understand, like, you know, this this is real and, and kind of introduce you to some stuff, get your, your thoughts running, you know, uh, or, or provoke your thoughts perhaps and you know hopefully have some things clarified from you yeah 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 you know, if 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 there are any any takeaways from all of this like one like i i'm i'm a big believer in in a, a healthy level of skepticism i think asking questions and getting clarification is you know supremely important especially when it comes to your like to your own health so you know yeah. definitely do that but um, that, you know, in doing that, you know, you're also responsible and if presented with, you know, with, you know, new factual you know, information, like uh, applying it and not, you know, you know not latching on, um, you know, to something just because it's just because it's comfortable or, um, uh, yeah, really, really just because it's, you know, it, it's comfortable and fits, fits whatever, you know, narrative you want to, you want to have. Um, and then two, you know, wash your hands, wear a mask. Uh, social distance. Um, three, get vaccinated if you have the opportunity. Um, and then four is just going back to, you know, the emergency department. Um, you know, if, if, you know, hopefully, you know, you don't end up in the emergency department that much or whoever. Yes. But um, if you do, if you have to wait, you know, a little longer, ERs are very overcrowded because we, we have, we do a lot of primary care it's because of, you know, the insurance situation in this country. So, if you're, you know, waiting a long time, uh, you know, one, um, it, that means that, you know, it, you're, you, you probably have a, a not major issue and it would be worse if you had something that you needed to be rushed to the back for. Um, so, uh, sure. and then two, you know, we're trying to get to people as fast as possible. 
but you know, just be patient with it. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, to add to that, one thing that I'm I'm certain you'll agree with, one um, people, you are being treated by people. Yeah. So you know, while you might be experiencing a level of fear or panic, understand like they might be experiencing levels of anxiety again juggling things that you you know you might not be aware of for reasons you don't need to be aware of you know yeah. especially if there's this thing called hipaa yeah and, you, uh, <laughs> you legally can't tell you <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, you know hipaa hipaa is a beast uh let information leak out and you, you're talking about being done uh potential jail time very ridiculously large fines it's a um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's 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 legit a very powerful uh, federal law for protection, especially regarding like health. And so it's again, it's like, yeah, you got people who like have things going on and they can't legally talk about it. They kind of just gotta hold it in <laughs> and eat it up and deal with it in real time and and balance their feelings and your feelings and real life health. So you know, just just show a you know, show show a little grace. You know, make sure you show a, a little patience. Actually, a lot of patience. Yeah, that's 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 all we ask. You know, in uh in, in the immortal words of uh Brenda Russell, you know, a little bit of love it can go a long, long way. You know, make make sure you operate in that. And and I promise, you know, again, not to sound cliche, but we we can all get through this together. So uh, any any other, you know, parting words you'd like to leave the people with, aside from the fact that I'm whooping you in March Madness this year? <laughs> uh, no, not, not really. You know, shout, shout out Jackson State University. Yeah. Um, that's a <laughs> home um, team. For the big, big part of my life, I'll, I'll be forever indebted to that school uh, and city of Jackson and all my homies that I met there. Uh, and then shout out to Pasadena, California, uh, also another place that I, you know, forever be indebted to, and the, the village that I grew up with um, that you know made me who I am. So, yeah, just shout outs and love, appreciation, all that. That is that is that is real. Um, being a part of two of the things that you mentioned, I take great pride in that. So I got two shout outs. It's, it's lit right now. You know, the I love the. Jackson State University, uh, quite possibly, you know, the most uh, viral HBCU right now, but long overdue. Long overdue. You know, we, uh, <laughs> I mean, since I attended, you know, JSU in chemistry, you're talking about publications and, and articles and, you know, top-notch like publications and journals, uh, discoveries produced. I mean, we were beating Georgia Tech. We, we were beating Duke. We'll be North Carolina State, and you probably never heard of us. <laughs> you know, we produce, I mean, easily one of the highest amounts of uh, African-American PhDs in the U.S., especially within STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. I mean, my goodness, you know, as, as a chemist, you talk about chemistry PhDs out of all the PhDs that come out in the U.S. every year, almost 10% of them are chemistry. So I, I say roughly uh, a little uh, below 9% or around like the 9% level is uh, how many PhDs are chemistry. 
So you're talking about roughly 3,000 PhDs are, are chemistry every year. Of that 3,000, maybe 60 are black. And, you know, I was graced enough to go to school and, you know, take classes uh, with like five of them. So you're talking about 10% almost of like all the black PhDs at one time, you know, coming from Jackson State. Like that's that's big news. So I'm, you know, big enough HBCUs in general. Yeah. But I'm definitely big enough 1400 John R. Lynch Street because uh you know they they made us and the city of jackson for for showing mad amounts of love oh yeah 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 can't forget the city of jackson it's also on everything so that being said you know i'd like to close out this uh episode of everyday genius again you can follow us on instagram at instagram.com slash Everyday Genius 365. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Everyday Genius. Uh, yeah, slash Everyday Genius 365. You can also find a, a number of links, you know, for your preferred listening platform and also have social media attached with our link tree, uh, which you can find on the Facebook and the Instagram platform. Or if you'd like, you can enter in L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Everyday Genius. Again, uh, hope you learned something. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Feel free to email me at everydaygenius at otsguys.com if you have any questions, any topics you'd like to discuss. Uh, if I said something in error, I am not above myself. Feel free to correct me and make sure you know you got receipts so I can learn with you and know it as you know it. And with that, I will be signing off. Uh, it's been a pleasure, Dr. Law. All right. Appreciate it. Yes, indeed. And uh, I hope you all all have a wonderful day.